This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2. September is Alopecia Awareness Month. That means lots of events to raise awareness for alopecia, and one of them is brought to you by Haley Portanova, a competitive barrel racer and rodeo announcer and organizer. Every year, she has a race that focuses on alopecia and raises funds for the Children's Alopecia Project, bringing over 320 racers and their fans. This year is no different, and I'm super excited to have her here to talk about alopecia, growing up racing, and the event. Haley, welcome to Alopecia Life today. Hello, glad to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you just as I always am to meet new people with alopecia and to talk about what you are doing in your life. I heard about you, a parent posted about you on the Parents of Children Living with Alopecia page on Facebook. And I was like, ooh, this girl sounds very cool. Um, And she's doing something that I haven't talked about before and I'm not really familiar with horse riding and races and things like that. So mm-hmm. I would love to, to just kind of jump in and talk about your alopecia story. Yeah, let's do it. I'm 22 now. Uh, I was first diagnosed when I was around eight or nine years old. I kind of dealt with it sporadically um, where I would have kind of like alopecia areata where I would lose it just in little sections and then it would come back and it would just kind of go back and forth. But then within a week, I just lost all my hair. Um, It was very sudden. And you can imagine when you're eight years old and trying to kind of process what is happening. It was a lot to deal with at first, not going to lie. But yeah, I mean, I, I went to a small school and luckily a lot of the kids that I grew up with were pretty good about it. They just kind of took it with a grain of salt and everything. And we just kind of got through it a day at a time. It was like a lovely little Christian school. And um, I had a lot of people that would, you know, kind of pray and offer to help out any way they could. But yeah, so that was kind of how that started. About a few years after that is um, I was always a horse girl, I guess, at heart. And I had family members that grew up with horses and rodeoing and stuff. And So it was just kind of, I guess, time for me to take on that mantle, or at least I felt that way. (laughs) And so it was really nice because obviously still when you're young and you're growing up with like something like alopecia, where obviously it's pretty noticeable, you know, at a young age, all you usually want to do is just blend in with the crowd and Mm -hmm. be cool and fit in and stuff. And so what I loved about horseback riding and being around the horses is that when you're on, you know, a thousand pound animal, you don't have time to be thinking or stressing out about whatever, you know, life issues you're dealing with. That's where all your focus goes. And so it was just very therapeutic for me. And then over the years, it just kind of helped me find more confidence. Like I used to ride in wigs and stuff all the time, but I'm from Arizona. So you can imagine how horseback riding in 115 degree weather 
wearing a wig, how uncomfortable that might get after a bit. Yeah. Um, and so after a while, I just, you know, a lot of friends encouraged me and now I'm usually just sporting the, you know, ball cap or a cowboy hat or something, you know, I always joke. I think it makes me more aerodynamic for racing. You know, I don't have all that wind resistance with the hair. So I think it gives me an edge. (laughs) It does too. Yeah. Yeah. And so then after um, years of racing, I now also help produce barrel races as well and work work as an announcer. So it's allowed me the opportunity to kind of give back. So once a year we host um, an alopecia awareness barrel race and the money goes towards children's alopecia project, which I think is a really, really cool camp and organization that they have set up like across the country for other kids with alopecia. Mm-hmm. So when would you say you first, I mean, you said that horses were in your family and when was the first mm-hmm. time you kind of fell in love with the horse and said, okay, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, goodness. Well, I I think the love for it first began, I mean, honestly, as far back as I can remember as a toddler, you know, you just grew up watching like horse movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it probably first started just riding competitively. I mean, the first time I started riding with my friend, uh, Jill Starkey. Yeah, she just put me on this. I remember it was a big old paint. And she just put me in the round pin and shoot, I showed up, I think in like Converse or something my first day, like I had no idea what I was doing, but I liked it. So I loved it. So it was just kind of all downhill or uphill from there, depending on depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Well, I love that. I think that that's a fantastic mm-hmm. example of you being really fortunate that you had this passion that was able to be you know, just really grown through, mm-hmm. through exposure, right? I mean, you were exposed to horses, but then you kind of found your competitive edge too through it, which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And how did you get involved with the Children's Alopecia Project? Do you, have you been to camps or things or did you just decide, oh, this is what I wanted to do and, and give my, give the funds to through this race? You know, I actually, I hadn't really heard about them until maybe just four or five years ago. We have like always kind of done the alopecia race and usually we would just try to find like a specific kid, but I just kind of found them through ways of the internet. And I really thought it was awesome what they did because growing up, we didn't really have like, you know, Facebook and social media wasn't really a thing. So I do remember for one of the struggles was I just felt very alone, even though I knew I had a lot of supporters, family and my friends were awesome. My parents, you know, they never left me feeling like unloved or unwanted or anything like that, but it was hard to find somebody who had similar experience still, you know, somebody that really understood what I was going through. And so when I found out about CAP years later, I just thought it was awesome what they do and how they can bring other kids together. So that way they don't feel so alone and don't feel so, you know, like outcast and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, they could hang out with other kids who are in a similar situation. So I haven't actually been able to visit one of the camps yet. It's always fallen on like a rodeo weekend, but I'm really hoping sometime this year, this summer, maybe trying to trying to go to one. Yeah, they would love you to have you come and introduce yourself to the kids and just show them a different way of of being. I think that I've heard that not way of being that sounds kind of weird. Just a different interest that they might not be familiar with, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that because when, when I go to camps and I mentor there, parents want to hear about our experiences as adults, right? If we grew up with alopecia while we were young, that's that's one thing that kind of helps us connect with the kids and helps the parents to um, how we can kind of move through life and find our passion like you did, find something that you just really enjoy and that you can go all in. For you, another piece of this is your faith. It sounds like that you were a part of a, Mm -hmm. a small school where faith was really represented. And yeah, I'd love to hear about that too. So outside of um, alopecia, I've actually kind of grown up with multiple kind of just health difficulties and stuff anyways. And so I definitely think that my faith has played a huge part and has helped shape me into who I've become. I definitely think that, I don't know, I think God had a plan with what he was doing. And even though i went through my fair share of struggles and everything. At the same time, I wouldn't be the same person I am. And I think it's made me a more compassionate and understanding kind of person. And I think it's taught you that, I don't know, I think people's intentions and thoughts and words count a lot more than I think what most people want to give credit to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was blessed growing up in a small kind of Christian environment. And I, I do, I think it helped strengthen my faith and it just gave me something to keep pushing for. And at the time I didn't understand it, but then when I get awesome opportunities like this to do these podcasts or do these barrel races and stuff and kind of be able to represent kids who are in similar as I am, then I kind of like, okay, God, like I see what you're doing, you know? Mm. So I just kind of helps me keep the faith. Yeah. That's awesome. I I think that many kids grow up in that environment, right? Where we're, Mm -hmm. where we actually do have a crisis of faith at at a certain Mm -hmm. point when we're dealing with things like this. I mean, you, you said that you had multiple health issues that kind of contributed to whether you look at it in a positive light or a negative light. Mm -hmm. And, And with alopecia, I think that that happens too, saying, you know, why does this happen to me? And, you know, what is this trying to teach me? So reflecting on that is always, is always a positive thing. Yeah. Um, What would you tell kids who are just maybe being diagnosed with alopecia as far as any advice? Yeah. I would say, you know what? Hair doesn't define you. The person who you are on the inside is what defines you and that everybody has their struggles and different battles that they kind of have and that you are not alone. Uh, You are still beautiful or handsome or however you want to be, (laughs) however you want to be viewed and um, that you shouldn't let stop you from still enjoying life and doing the things that you want to do. For me, it was barrel racing. If you enjoy, you know, basketball or painting or, you know, traveling or whatever, don't, don't let it stop you. Did you ever feel that alopecia did hold you back from certain activities? I definitely felt it did when I was younger, um, when I wasn't as confident. Like, I still wear wigs now, you know, and I I treat it as kind of more like accessories, you know, like when I'm working around the barn, I'm not going to be wearing a, Mm -hmm. you know, diamond necklace or whatnot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When I was younger, I would wear one all the time just to hide, you know, any fact that I had alopecia. And so I definitely think like I missed out probably on pool parties and sleepovers and certain situations like that where when I look back now, none of those people would have cared. They would have rather 
have just had my company, you know, mm-hmm. in whatever shape or form that was. So that's why I try to tell and help other kids through it now, you know, as it gets better and it takes time, you know, I totally get that too, is you're not just going to be comfortable with it mm-hmm. in, you know, a day. It takes a lot of growth, but don't give up on that process. Mm-hmm. Do you wish something would have been a little bit different growing up? I mean, that that maybe some somebody had encouraged you in a different way or not discouraged you in, in other ways to kind of help you through that process in an earlier fashion? Yeah, you know, I, I think it kind of goes back to the cap thing. I think maybe if I would have seen more kids that struggled with it, I think that probably would have helped. Not that it would have been nice to have like peers, I suppose that I could relate to, you know? And so I think that was like the difficult part is I just didn't have somebody that I could personally go to that understood what I was, you know, where I was coming from. I have met many people who have had or are still dealing with alopecia, you know, as an adult and stuff. But I think as a child, especially at such an impressionable age, that probably would have helped a bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, totally agree with you. Yeah. We did not have any support Mm -hmm. at all when I was young growing up and I was around the same age as you. So yeah, it does make a Mm -hmm. world of difference when you can get your, your kids around other kids who are experiencing alopecia. And like you said, struggle isn't what you want to see, but you want to, you want to be around an understanding group of people who go, Oh yeah, I get what you're saying. I understand your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Such a big deal. Absolutely. When was the first time you met anyone with alopecia? Goodness, I'm trying to think of who that might have been. One of the earliest ones I can think of, it was when I started becoming more comfortable, you know, just wearing my ball caps and stuff to the races and working, you know, rodeos and stuff like that. This lady who raced with us for years kind of reached out to me and her son actually was diagnosed with alopecia and he'd had it for a few years and she had no idea that I had it until I started, you know, wearing my ball caps and stuff and and not the wigs. So I remember we met up and we did kind of like a neat little photo shoot and like interview thing and stuff. And then there was also another fellow barrel racer who she's actually friends with who also had alopecia as well. Mm -hmm. So I remember those two were like kind of the first people that I really interacted with. And, um, and again, I think that just kind of helped me become more comfortable because they had no idea. And I had no idea because it was just kind of kept hidden. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I kind of was more outspoken about it that all of a sudden I realized it was around me a lot more than I thought it was. I just had to open that door, which I thought was like kind of reassuring and and nice in some way that you're not as alone as you might think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that loneliness is pervasive, right? I mean, whether mm-hmm. you whether you are diagnosed when you're a child or an adult, you just feel so mm-hmm. alone. So having these awareness events like you're having is yeah. crucial to really growing awareness and having, oh, when I see someone who's bald, I'm not going to automatically think that they have cancer. I'm going to think, oh, they could have alopecia too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your event a little bit more Mm -hmm. and when, when the date is and how people can support you, what you're looking for. I know you probably ask for sponsorship and things like that too, right? So we do this event every year in September. Um, We did that because it's alopecia awareness month. So it just Mm -hmm. kind of ties in, you know, nicely and everything. 
And so this year it will be on September 25th and we'll have more information. I think I uh, sent you the link, but you can find more information at qcbra.com or on Facebook at Queen Creek Rail Racing Association. Basically, we will run a full-length rail race and we'll have buckles and prizes and, and money for the winners of the race. And then during the race, we'll have a bunch of like vendors set up and we'll do a silent auction. And so the money that we get from the silent auction or money from, you know, sponsors and donors and stuff is the money that we send over to CAP. So I believe last year we raised... I believe like a few grand. I think it's been fantastic because each year we've just keep surpassing the mark, you know? So every time we've done it, we've just raised more and more money. And I think we had about 300 to 320 riders that all competed. Um, and so that was really awesome to see that support. We all wear blue because again, that's the alopecia awareness, you know, mm-hmm. color. I always sport blue at the rodeos because of that. Kind of got the idea from another um, rodeo athlete who does it in suit, but for breast cancer awareness. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I got the idea from, but yeah, so it's a really great event. So we'll have vendors set up, we'll have a silent auction, and then it will be a full on barrel race. We'll have peewee riders and we'll have our open class and our youth riders. And it's just a really good time and a nice way to spread awareness and just kind of get to know new people and mm-hmm. have a good time. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that you wear blue and I love that you're mm-hmm. saying there's three, did you say 320 riders? Did I hear that right? Yeah, that's about what we had last year. We had around uh-huh. the 300, 320 mark. Wow. So that's incredible. And to think how many people are in the stands then too, right? I mean, that's gotta be, mm-hmm. I mean, how, how many yeah. do you think are in there? And you're raising awareness to all of these people and they're able yeah. to continue and- to spread it. Yeah. And it's a free event too for the public. So if you just want to come and watch, you're more than welcome to, to come and hang out and there'll be um, like food trucks and, and vehicles awesome. and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So how would you like to take, like, if somebody wanted to donate, they're listening right now and this is, this podcast mm-hmm. will actually come out on, I think the 19th of okay. September. So just, you know, just about a week before your event. So I yeah. would love to be able to share how, how folks can maybe donate if they're interested. Yeah, um, you can either reach out to our racing Facebook page, which is the Queen Creek Rail Racing Association page, or you can just reach out to my personal Facebook, which is just Haley Portanova. I usually always have like my profile pictures, pretty much of always me on my horse. Either one of those would be just great ways just to shoot a message or whatever. And then we can, you know, figure that out later if they want to Venmo or if they're locals and just want to come, you know, directly out to the race. That would be awesome. Fantastic. I love that. And I'm, yeah, I've got all those links for the show notes. So we'll be able to share those with listeners. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Fantastic. So I just want to say thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story, your alopecia story, and then also about the event that's happening in September during Alopecia Awareness Month. I think that it is going to be phenomenal as, as usual. Sounds like it's a really fun event. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was this was so much fun and a really cool experience. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Haley's event is coming up on September 25th. Definitely, if you are local to Arizona and want to go support her in person to be part of this, that would be super cool. Those of us who are many miles away and still want to contribute to the success of the event 
raise awareness and benefit the Children's Alopecia Project, contact her at the links in the show notes, or you can actually just send her any dollar amount straight to Venmo at Haley-Portanova. I did that just seconds ago. Events like these are a way to raise awareness in a fun and casual way, but the impact is enormous. Thanks again, Haley and the Queen Creek Barrel Racing Association. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.